0: Chapter two hundred twenty three of *Vani the Vampire, Volume Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. Vanny the Vampire, Volume Three. By Thomas Prescott Press. Chapter two hundred twenty three. The Hunt of the Vampire all these occurrences which had taken a considerable time in telling occurred as simultaneously that although it would appear mr bevan and charles crofton rather neglected sir george and edwin who were still in the vault they had not really had time to think of them to say nothing of making any effort to extricate them from the frightful situation in which they were placed probably after procuring a light Mr. bevan would have rushed to their rescue had not that incessant knocking at the church door suggested a new and more horrible danger still from the evil passions of an infuriated multitude oh mr charles he said if we could but get your father away from the church there is no knowing what an amount of misery he might be spared misery sir surely there is no more misery in store for us have we not suffered enough more than enough oh mr bevan we have fallen upon evil times and i dread to think what will yet be the end of those most frightful transactions the knocking at the church door continued violently and charles indicated a wish to proceed there to ascertain what it was but mr bevan stopped him saying no charles no let them be i hardly think they will venture to break into the sacred edifice but whether they do or not remember that your duty and mine yours being the duty of a son and mine of a friend should take us now to your father's vault that is true sir said charles lead on i will follow you mr bevan who had all the intellectual courage of a man of education and of regular habits led the way again to the vault with the light in his hand it was a great relief that the insane and horrible laugh sir george crofton had ceased the best friend of any man could almost have wished him dead where their ears had drunk in such horrible sounds shouts and cries from without now became incessant and it seemed as if some weapon had been procured wherewith to hammer violently upon the church door for the strokes were regular and incessant and it was evident that if they continued long that frail defence against the incursions of the rebel rout without must soon give way the only effect however which these sounds had upon mr bevan was to make him hasten his progress towards the vault for anything in the shape of a collision between those who wanted to take the church by storm and sir george crofton was indeed most highly to be deprecated the steps were not many in number and once again the clergyman and charles crofton stood upon the sawdust that covered the flooring of the vault first in consequence of the flaring of the light the state of affairs in that dismal region could not be asserted but as soon as they could get a view, they found sir george lying apparently in a state of insensibility across the coffin of his daughter clara while edwin was in a swoon close to his feet sir george sir george cried mr bevan arouse yourself it is necessary that you leave this place at once the baronet got up and glanced at the intruders Charles uttered a deep groan for the most superficial observation of his father's face was sufficient to convince him that reason had fled and that wildness had set up his wild domination in his brain father father he cried speak to me anticipate the frightful thought what would you have of me said sir george i am a vampire and this is my tomb you should see me in the rays of the cold moon gliding twixt earth and heaven and panting for a victim i am a vampire at this moment Edwin seemed to be partially recovering for his eyes opened as he lay upon the floor and he looked around him with a bewildered gaze which soon settled into more of intelligence as memory resumed her sway and he recollected the various circumstances that had brought him into his present position rouse yourself edwin rouse yourself cried mr bevan you must aid us to remove your father do you talk of me said sir george know you not that i am one of those supernatural existences known as the death and despair dealing vampires it is time i took my nightly prowl and look for victims i must have blood i must have blood gracious heaven he raves said charles heed him not said mr bevan heed him not and touch him not so that he leave the place when we have him once clear of the church we can procure assistance and take him to his own home edwin whispered charles what of our sister Edwin shook his head and shuddered. I know nothing but that I saw her. Oh, horrible sight! Rising from her coffin, and then, in a convulsion of terror, my senses fled. A frightful ringing laugh came to my ears, and from that time till now, be the period long or short, I have been blessed by a death-like trance. Blessed indeed," said Mr. Bevan. "Tarry one moment." sir george crofton was ascending the steps of the vault but his two sons paused for an instant at the request of mr bevan and then the latter approaching clara's coffin slightly removed the lid and was gratified as far as any feeling could be considered gratification under such circumstances to find that the corpse occupied an ordinary position in its narrow resting-place all's right he said let us persuade ourselves that this too has been but a dream that we have been deceived and that imagination has played us tricks it is accustomed to play to those who give it the rein at such hours as these let us think and believe anything rather than that what we have seen to-night is real as he spoke these words he ascended hastily the steps in pursuit of sir george who by this time alone reached the isle the heavy strokes against the door of the church had ceased but an odd sort of scraping rattling sound at the clock convinced the clergyman that the workman of more skill than he who had wielded the hammer was now at work endeavoring to force an entrance oh if we could get but out he said by the small private entrance all might be well charles urge your father i pray you charles did so to the best of his ability but the blacksmith who had originally inched the crowd to attack the church in order to get possession of the body of the vampire had sent to his workshop for the tools of his craft and soon quietly accomplished by skill what brute force would have been a long time about namely the opening of the church door it was flung wide open before sir george crofton and his son could reach the small private entrance to which mr bevan had the key the sight of the multitude of persons for they looked such crowds in the church porch materially increased the incipient sadness of the bereaved father chapter two hundred twenty three recording by ellie june two thousand and nine